Welcome to the podcast, Awaken Me, where I talk about my journey to spiritual awakening. Hello, I'm Kirsten, an intuitive healer, psychic, wife, and mother. I will be talking about all things spiritual and healing to inspire women and mothers to awaken. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today we have our first guest speaker. We are going to talk to the beautiful Gabrielle from Becoming Intuitive. She is a spiritual healer, spirit channel and intuitive coach. Welcome Gabrielle. Hi my love, how are you? I'm well, how are you? I am so excited to be here. I'm bursting with love and compassion and I can't wait to get started. I am so excited to have you here on the podcast and to chat to you all things intuitive and psychic. So for those of you that don't know, I have so much love and appreciation for Gabrielle. She is my intuitive coach who has helped me tap into my psychic abilities. Can you just tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what your soul's purpose is, Gabrielle? I sure can. It's a long story, but we can condense it down. So my name's Gabrielle. I am a psychic development teacher for all intensive purposes. It's probably the easiest way to describe it. So I started my intuitive journey really early in my life. The age of six, I was given oracle cards and I grew up with a beautiful hippie auntie who did all of the wonderful woo-woo things and By the time I was nine and I was pushing away all of my gifts and I wasn't stepping into them and I was seeing spirit and all of this stuff and it was such a beautiful gift to have. But as a child, I blocked it out. It wasn't really something that I wanted to live into. I was trying really hard to just like get through school, be a normal kid, do that kind of stuff. And then my spiritual journey really started 2006. 16 roughly I had my car accident so a truck hit me on a freeway I was completely spinning on the freeway so blessed that I left my cruise control on it was the only thing that saved my life I'd put brand new tires on the day before this happened like two thousand dollars worth of continental tires my car got written off that's okay I was so blessed to have stayed on the road with the truck pushing me like face to face and in that time in that impact I saw my grandmother standing in front of me being like "Eh, we're gonna be okay you can just chill out and I was like what are you talking about I can chill out I'm dying I'm clearly dying I can see you police arrived four minutes later they pulled me out of the car and I was like ecstatically happy I was like oh my god I'm not dead and this police officer was like in shock he was like insert anger here yeah like, wow. why aren't you angry where does it hurt and I was so blessed they just had bruising like so blessed to have such little physical impact from what happened yes and I didn't even go to hospital I did end up having to go get checked out and stuff but it was just like minor fractures and things like that and I knew from that moment I had to 
step back into that mediumship and do all of that. So I started my studying journey. I studied through Arthur Finlay. I studied here in Australia as well. And I just found as many spiritual teachers as I could. I was like coaching under two mediums at the same time. I was doing it all whilst going to uni, believing that I was doing it for myself. And I would see mediums all the time. And I would see psychics who would always be like, oh, no, you're going to be a teacher. And I was like, I tried the teacher thing in uni. It didn't work. And I never thought I would come back to this aspect of my life where this is what I'm blessed to teach and blessed to do. And like I wake up every day and I get to do what I love. And for all of you guys out there, you can definitely do that. That's my biggest belief in life. I'm really here to help people live their intuitive dharma. That's my soul's purpose. So I hope that wraps it up into a nice little ball. That's an amazing story. So from that experience, it became so clear what your path was. So tell us a little bit about helping people find their dharma and their soul's purpose. Yeah. How does someone go about doing that? So dharma is the soul's blueprint. So what I mean by that is someone who's living out their truest joy, their truest passion, their truest expression in the world where they're back in that almost kid-like state where they're doing something that brings them such immense joy. So I think it's really important to define what dharma is and not to say that's 24-7, but to have that joy and that passion come up in that childlike nature at least two or three times a week. That's what we're really aiming for because happiness is in a constant state and joy is fluctuating. So it's about finding that place where you'll always know that you're moving towards your goals and your dharma is something that you can re-bring that passion into all of the time. So how people can find their dharma is truly by coming back to the essence of living with themselves. And when I say that, so many people are like, what are you talking about? I can only live with myself. And then I ask you to ask yourself, what are you doing? If you can't tell yourself what you've been doing in the last 24 hours, You've not been present and living with yourself. You've been a part of you has dissociated from self and you've been living on autopilot, right? Mm-hmm. So the first way to start living your truth and your alignment and all of that is to start asking yourself the hard questions. What am I doing? Why am I doing it? Does that actually serve me? Okay, I'm going to stop doing the things I hate, yes. right? And that can be as little as like, I hate cooking. I don't cook. It's not my thing. Someone else cooks for me. I can't deal with it. Right? Seems like such a small thing. But when we start going, cooking every day adds up to two hours a week. Like a two hours every day. Two hours every day is like over 10 hours a week. That's a huge impact on my life, right? Yes. Sounds really small. And you're like, how does this relate to Dharma? But because now I've got those 10 hours back, I can go and do fun things like painting and exercising and seeing people and creating content I like and learning to read tarot cards better and all of that stuff. So ask yourself the small questions Mm. of what is taking your time that doesn't serve you and how can you change that? And then just start adding in fun because eventually fun will light up something in your life that is something that you can turn into a monetary career or a side hustle or something like that to live through your purpose, like your purpose may be just helping other people, which is what so many empaths say, right? And it's so important that you know that 
helping has to have exchange. We are all here as exchange beings. I give you energy and you give energy back, right? So it's really important that you allow yourself not to do anything that's too draining, that is very one-sided, that isn't supporting you. Mm -hmm. That definitely makes sense. So we need to look at our lives and look at the areas that light us up and that could really lead to what our purpose and our dharma is in this life. Now, when you were talking about dharma, you mentioned the word empath. What is an empath? So my belief system, if this resonates with you, feel free to take it. If it doesn't, leave it. Um, an empath is a human being and all humans read energy. So a psychic and an empath are the same thing, full stop. Humans are constantly reading energy. You know how people always say, I feel the vibe in the room's a little heavy tonight? They felt the vibration. We are just vibrational beings picking up on so many different things. And it's just learning to not just let that happen to you, but learning how to live with it and turn it into your superpower and turn it. And if that's something that you love, you can turn that into a career like I have and so many people in my community who are currently doing that. So if someone is an empath, they can be a psychic. So how does someone tap into their psychic abilities and their intuition? Mm. Where do we start? Um, Such an amazing question and one that I think is really important because so many people get scared off by the fact that they've paid for these courses, right? I had someone yesterday message me and be like, I paid for all of these intuitive courses and I don't know what's happening and I'm not getting anywhere. Intuition is simple. Intuition is you. You are already intuitive. So the one thing that really is important is that knowing your intuition is super quiet. And until you attune yourself to be able to listen to it quietly and have that space to sit and be still you're never going to be able to hear it so an amazing place to start is to get some oracle cards to sit down to ask a question you have to ask oracle cards a question so it can give an answer and then just close your eyes and feel into your body because spirit and source are always with you in you and your higher self is always there to communicate with you So it's really just holding space for your intuition and knowing it's not a Disney movie that a psychic doesn't see like a whole images across their head. It's not like a huge feeling like, oh my gosh, spirit's coming through and they're taking over my body and all of this stuff is going to happen and it's going to tingle and it's going to be great. And it's this real vivid experience. Know that for me, when I connect, it's just a deep, deep knowing. I just know, right? Mm-hmm. And I just learned and spent years following that knowing. Yes. It's not just clairvoyance, it's claircognizance, just knowing, clairsentient, feeling, like intuitively feeling that someone else is upset. There are so many different clairs we can work through. So they're our psychic clairs. And knowing that the truth is you are already receiving messages and knowing that you just need to sit down and listen and feel into your own innate wisdom because we were born to be intuitive beings we were born to be able to be still we weren't here to move around so much and be pulled from one thing to the other 
and have phones and watches that sing on our watches and like have hundreds of messages a day. If we paid attention to our internal messages as much as we did our phone or our Apple Watch or our emails, we would all be living these aligned purposes that bring us joy and happiness. But we've gone from being internalized beings to externalized beings. So it's really important that we just come back to the center of ourselves. Yes, that's so true. And you always explain it in a beautiful way. So you touched on some of the psychic abilities, the clear senses. Can you just go into that a little bit more and explain what the psychic senses are? So when we work psychically, there's only six ways that we can receive information and it very much um, mimics our own human senses. So, so many people only perceive that there is clairvoyance. So I'm seeing a Disney movie, it's super clear, I'm seeing the future. A lot of the time when I'm in a reading and something's happening in the future, I don't see any of it. I'm seeing a very little part of it or I'm just seeing a date and that's it. There isn't the whole big story, the whole big feeling. So these six senses are the only way to receive information. So generally, and the easiest way I'm going to put it for you is you will either see it feel it, know it, taste it, touch it, feel it. Like they're the only ways to receive information. Like the clairs just make it like it's clear alliance, which is clear smelling. It's not going to like, it's not going to help you in this moment if I explain it in that way. But mm-hmm. just know as we go through those senses, they are the ways that spirit, that the universe, that your loved one will give you information. They are the ways so knowing that there is a clear dialogue, that there is a textbook way to receive information is really important. Like I'm a Virgo. I like things that are clear and simple. Psychic development is clear. It is simple. It has a pathway that has been taught for hundreds and hundreds of generations. There's things like metaphysical mediumship, which is like what I have trained in, which is like we just see loved ones and we can sometimes get information from them. There's also something called physical mediumship, which is taught through Arthur Finlay. I haven't seen it with my own eyes, but it's my mission in this life to go and experience physical mediumship, crossover between the two worlds. There's so much in this that seems to be hidden and isn't taught and isn't portrayed with ease. And that's really my mission in life is to make it easy and simple, to sit with self, feel back into your magic your inner senses because all of this stuff is just who you are and you already know that because you're intuitive if you're listening to this yes one of the offerings that you have is the akashic records what are the akashic records Mm, so the akashic records is my absolute favorite tool so there's so many different tools in spirituality, right? In this kind of world, we've got oracle cards, tarot cards, we've got pendulums, we've got crystals, we've got Reiki, we've got Akashic records, we've got mediumship. The truth of the essence is it's all an energy exchange. So this is a roundabout question way to your answer, but I think it's a really important thing to chat about. So It is when we are using any of these modalities, we are just expanding our own energy and reaching out 
into the cosmos, into our own source, because my love, you were made from the stars, the stars lie within us. So it's sometimes it's not like we're going somewhere, we're just going home into ourselves. So when I'm working with the Akashic Records, my guides and I work together really closely and they step into my body and they are called the Pleiadians. So they are the keepers of the records. They are a beautiful star collective that keep all of the records of humanity um, and there are other realms that are kept in the records, but it is a metaphysical library. So it's an energetic record of everything we've done, everything we will do or everything that we can be. So in these these sessions I sit down with someone and I first will give them a psychic reading because I want to attach to the energy that they're currently at and then I take that energy into the records and then I pull that same energetic frequency with the help of my Palladian team and I give everything that happens in relation to that person and their dharma um, and other things come through too but mostly I'm a dharma coach so most people who are drawn to me how the universe works right you get what you put out so the universe always manifests new people who are looking and being the same thing I've never had a reading where someone hasn't been invested in what I'm here to give and learn through their own dharma so I'm very blessed in that way and you mentioned something about a star seed so what's a star seed for someone or even what's a light worker for someone that's never heard these phrases before Okay, so there's three common ones that get thrown around that are super similar. So I'm actually about to release a dictionary on this and I might send it to you if you want to pop it in the show notes. Yeah, um, so a starseed is a human who has come from a higher vibrational planet and now incarnates on Earth. A starseed and a light worker are generally very similar. A light worker isn't someone who had to come from another planet. They are just a soul has incarnated from could be from earth could be straight from soul or could be from another planet whose goal is just to help raise the frequency of the planet a light being is a being who has come so a light being for me is like someone who's on my team so they're a Pleiadian so I incarnated from the Pleiades they're really big on communication they're really out there they like being in front of people we're super go-getters. If we had a motto, it would be just do it. We just do the things that seem to scare us on a continuous basis until it doesn't scare us anymore. So those light beings are energetic frequencies. So light beings and guides are super similar, but the only thing different is their vibration and the reason and purpose they're here. Guides are here to push us in the direction of our soul's blueprint, the reason we incarnated. Light beings are here to make sure that you're doing the job that you decided before you came to earth. Generally, they're very similar, but it has more to do with like it would be a Palladian agenda, maybe the wrong word, but to help raise the frequency up into that Palladian level. So it's like you're having two guides who are kind of on the same team, but it's like batting for two different reasons. Mm -hmm. So you've said that star scenes are here to help and I can relate to that because I remember going back to when we first met, I was feeling very lost. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to help people, but I didn't know what that was, what that looked like. And I had a reading with you. And during that 
reading, you told me that I was a starseed. You're a Hadrian starseed. So they are from the Beta Centurion constellation. The most defining factors of Hadrian's are the energies of divine love. So I love Hadrian's so much because they're generally so kind and so loving and they're so adaptable in the ways that they'll give love to other people because most people are like I need to know your love language but when you're talking to a Hadrian they seem to get you and that kind of love language that you need and that's something that I've been really really finding lately so really your motto is all you need is love in this life and it's just like having that beautiful deep understanding of what love is and how it should be expressed Mm-hmm. And it's so beautiful because so many Hadrians who are coming here and are incarnated at the moment are really those light workers who are just here to reteach the concepts of love in new and different ways. And they've been through so much because Hadrians as a collective aren't doing so well on their home planet and they hold this whole illusion of victimhood and they're really shedding this whilst being here on planet Earth, even in these hard and difficult times. So it's a beautiful thing to watch and grow. And a lot of the people I work with do have um, a starseed origin, but there have been people that I've worked with who very rarely, I'm like, I honestly have no starseed heritage for you. It's not where you've been, it's who you are in this life. And I believe that they're from a completely different dimension away from us. And there's something that we can't even internalize as a concept because we're here in this structure. There are other structures. This is just the structure we're learning about at the moment. Before it was we only talked about crystalline children and rainbow children and stuff, right? And now we're like expand on that and we're expanding through star feeds and we're expanding through the more extraterrestrial information we learn. We're just attaining heaps of information at this time of the age of Aquarius, which has just begun. And we will keep learning and evolving. And I hopefully that we'll be able to reach into other dimensions soon and grab more information. Thank you. I just love hearing all about light workers and star seeds and light beings. I just find it so fascinating. So now a change of topic. I always like to ask people what is their favorite healing tool or modality that you would suggest to others? Yeah, I think. The easiest healing tool anyone can have and use is literally to lay down, put on essential oils, put on a candle, sit with some oracle cards and give yourself 10 minutes and journal from your subconscious and just a hold space for yourself because in a day you've been to work, you've driven home, there is just so much happening, right? Even on a quiet day. We are bombarded with Instagram and Facebook and children and friends and family and we're all struggling. So my biggest tool is just to be with self because your intuition will guide you from the moment that you'll be quiet with yourself and you show yourself as much love as you give to the rest of the world. Yes, I love working with oracle cards. That is one of the ways that I tapped into my intuition I really appreciate you sharing your tools and tips. Thank you so much. This has been great. Thank you. Beautiful. Well, Um, thank you for having me on the podcast. Great to talk to you and great to find out a little bit more about what you do and how you help like-minded souls to find their dharma. 
and live their life in alignment. Thank you so much. And hopefully we can do this again soon. That would be great. Thank you, Gabrielle. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Awaken Me. As always, if you have any questions or you want to share your story, reach out to me on Instagram at Kirsten Earl. Have a beautiful day. Bye.